0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 159 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. I drink it every single morning. One of my favorite things about it is when you make an order, they roast it and then ship it to your house so you don't have to drive anywhere to go get it. Uh, it is roasted to order, so they're not just roasting a pile of coffee and then hoping somebody buys it. They're just roasting it when you need it. So that's it's going to be about the freshest coffee you've ever had. So check it out. Go to CouchTownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off. Why? Because CouchTown Coffee is that awesome. This week, I'm sitting down with Josh Stewart Uh, This is another one of those fun episodes where you get to hear me actually sitting down talking with somebody for the first time ever, uh, like five minutes after we met each other. I know like, we did have a little conversation online. He had initially tried to put me in touch with Mike from the Fond of Flyers, and um, Mike and I have yet to like find a time that works for both of us to do an interview. So Josh stepped in, and uh, we talked a little bit about the Fond of Flyers and what's going on there. We talked some about uh, how Josh kind of like grew up and played music with other people. Other bands he's been in, another band he's in, um, as a matter of fact, Tantrum 2 Blind. And, you know, it's it's kind of fun. This episode was a little off the wall. There was a few times in there where we talked about some crazy stuff. Um, uh, you know, like what we thought of certain bands and stuff when we were little kids. So, like, I mean, there's all sorts of deep, deep stuff going on in this episode. It makes it one of my favorite episodes because we kind of just went off the rails there for a little bit. But I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed sitting down talking with him. Uh, as for just meeting Josh, he seems like a really cool guy. And uh, this episode should surely reflect that. So check it out. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is episode 159 with Josh Stewart. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Today I'm sitting out with Josh Stewart. Josh, uh, you actually just messaged me on maybe Instagram? I don't know. Uh, Facebook, I believe... It's tough. I was yeah. go, I was going through all like the old messages that I'd missed and I'm like, "Oh, who's us oh, message this yeah. person back here, you know?" <laughs> yeah. uh, Fond of Flyers, you're the lead guitarist for the the Fond of Flyers. Yes. And that was a band that I had like kind of seen in passing in like the Facebook groups and stuff and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a band. It exists." Yep. They're real. I'll figure it out when I figure it out. You know, yep. like it's one of those we'll cross paths eventually. Yes. And we've crossed paths today. Yes. Which is crazy cuz you guys just released an album like what last month.
1: July, early July, I think.
0: All right. Yeah, right around the 4th. That might have been when you messaged me initially then. That could <laughs> have been. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> so right. It takes a while. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, there's 20 different platforms. So it's hard to get through
1: all the messages. So.
0: Yeah, plus, you know, all the overhead. You had to go through HR yeah, to get yeah. in here and fill out all the paperwork. Now I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a one-person operation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how did you hook up with the Fonda Flyers? So, well, Tantrum
1: Too Blind... you have heard of them. Yep. Yep. I was with that band. We still are a band. um, But Josh Nielsen joined the Fonda Flyers full time. Um, They had a different drummer at the time. He didn't work out or something didn't line up. Uh, So Jesse Tantrum's drummer joined up with them and they were just a three piece for the most part. And then I think we were at a buddy's place for some holiday, just hanging out, drinking all that fun stuff and Nielsen said, yeah, you should, you know, come join us sometime. You know, just fill in, have fun with it, try mm-hmm. it. He knew it wasn't my style, you know. They play a lot of poppy, anything. I mean, they cover the whole spectrum. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially when you're doing covers. It's fun to delve into things you're not comfortable with. Kind of makes it fun. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it could be fun. So we booked the show, last minute kind of thing, and I just filled in and haven't left. Nice. Just kind of kept inviting myself, so.
0: That's how it's done. just, yeah. just keep inviting yourself, and then be eventually. be persistent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're
1: just part of it. and They don't realize it. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: You're on the payroll. Yep. It's He's... it's the reverse. Um, gosh, what's office space? Yeah. Instead exactly. Of, instead of showing up and they're not paying <laughs> you, yeah. you're showing up and they're paying <laughs> yep. you. <know? laughs> yep. And they don't realize it. Oh man, yeah, you were right though. Like when I listened to the album, I was surprised because like the first uh, first song in the album is almost like pop punky right but every song i feel like about halfway through you're like wait the song changed it's it's a little bit different now because right. it's not what it initially was
1: right there was a guy that wrote a review on it i don't remember, someone out of des moines i think or some some small uh, i don't know if it was a record label or a, a radio place or something but he kind of talked about it and how every song he's like well this sounds kind of like this band from the 90s but then it doesn't entirely sound like them but it kept reminding him of certain bands like every song reminded them somebody differently and it was just kind of all over the place
0: yeah uh, exactly i mean if you really wanted to i'm sure you could do that with a lot of music be like i know i think we actually talked about that like in the messages we had back and forth like every band kind of sounds sort of like the genre that they're exactly in but nowadays bands it's hard to just put the whole band into one genre and say this band is only a folk band, or this band is right. only a whatever, you know? Yep. So, and that's definitely a thing, though, because like I said, the first song starts out real pop punky, and then by right. the time it gets over, you're like, oh, there was a different passage in there somewhere, and the yeah. second song is the same way. It's, uh, I mean, the whole album is literally, like, every song, it's it's really cool. To it have takes the, a turn. Yeah, and yep. it's cool how everything mixes together and fits well, too, because you wouldn't think that, like, all of the styles mushed together would, right. would be what they are. You're right. But, I mean, even in your band bio on your uh, website there, I I think it states just about every genre. It's like um, rock, folk, you know, a touch of metal, you know, a little bit of pop. And it's like, that is, it's a little bit of all of that stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you talk to everybody in the band and ask them who their inspirations were, who they like to listen to, it would be the most diverse list of all time probably (laughs) i mean
0: you're here in a slayer shirt yeah (laughs) right yeah
1: don't get a whole lot of that on the album i came in pretty late uh, but uh but yeah it's all over the place which is fun like you said it it's weird how it works together Mm -hmm. and you listen to it and i like albums that you know flow Mm -hmm. so that was a big thing when we were putting the track listing together but It's just, it's weird how, like you said, the first energetic song mixes into this kind of mid-tempo, kind of mid-90s poppy alternative song, and then everything.
0: Yeah, the second song, I was like, this song, I feel like it could be on, like, a montage for, like, a season finale for a sitcom in the 90s, you know? (laughs) It's like, Will Chandler, you know, hook up with, you know, or whatever, you know, it's like... That was a friend's reference poorly, but still, well, like. it happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yep, but yeah, he uh, Mike the he wrote ninety nine percent of what's on the album, I think, but lyrically, like how catchy it is, it's like everything could be in a commercial because mm-hmm. it's just like easy sing along stuff like that, and yeah, it's, but
0: it's it's also like not super repetitive, though, right? Right, you know?
1: which he's good about. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a fun album for sure.
0: So coming from playing like more heavy stuff and then mm-hmm. going to that did you find the challenge actually somewhat enjoyable to like switch styles and kind of jump into somewhere else
1: yeah it's it was fun um for me it was weird cuz like you said metal you know is more about you're always doing something it's busy music mm-hmm. so going from that to these songs it's like okay i just have to do something to make it better and not be constantly doing something, not feel like I have to be doing something all the time. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest challenge for me. Yeah. Because I'm always feeling the need to be playing. It's like, you can play something then stop. You know, let the song, let the other aspects of the song kind of take, you know, the forefront and shine a bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like they always say, you know, music is the space between the notes. Right. Which, if that's true, then, like, between the last time you played and the next time you played... Is that all music in there? I think so. And so it's, then we're just always forever playing music? Exactly. All right, yeah. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> music doesn't go away. It never goes it's, away. It's just constant. <laughs> yeah. So were you in anything before Tantrum 2 Blind?
1: Uh, the first band I was in was right out of high school with Levi. Oh, cool. Levi Drew. Um, Readable
0: class, woo. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Levi and a couple other buddies from school. Beerly deprived. Um, but that lasted a year year and a half and that was it for me as far as being in a band I did a couple one or two shows filled in for some people Um, but that was it
0: did you say dearly deprived?
1: Beerly. I was
0: going to say Beerly, deprived. beerly that's what, deprived. That's what I thought I heard. And I was yep. like, wait a second. We got to go over this. Like, yes.
1: Beerly <laughs> Deprived.
0: Which is actually an amazing name for it's like, greatest name for of like all a time. cover band or something <laughs> like that. It would be like, these guys are sweet.
1: Underage. So, I mean, it, it, was, it made sense for all of us.
0: <laughs> this week at your local bar, yeah. Beerly Deprived. <laughs>
1: yeah. And every time there was a radio ad, people, it was either Beerly Departed. uh <laughs> purely depressed you know they never got it right so it was fun though oh man and that was just to basically be able to drink go to bars underage and drink you know are yeah. in the band so yeah
0: well yeah, i mean that that was definitely a thing back then uh mm-hmm. nowadays i don't think it's like it's like not even a possibility i nowadays. So. yeah <laughs>
1: nothing's yeah everything's changed which is crazy
0: but yeah you know some of it's for the better some yeah. of it's for the oh, yeah. not you know sure. it also depends on what side of the fence you're sitting on to exactly see, to see what whose grass is greener or yep. whatever you know yeah i'd go for it <laughs> no yeah
1: but from then it was like a what was that must have been 07-ish 08-ish when that stopped and then i think i joined tantrum in 2017 so there was like a nine-year gap where i just played at home which i enjoy playing enough so yeah. It didn't bother me.
0: Yeah, that's a odd parallel to like my story. I did the same thing, I was like in a band out of high school, and then like about the time high school ended, it was like, what do we do? And yeah. Then everyone went like went to college and like moved <laughs> yeah. away and did stuff. Dither, and it's
1: like, yeah. Did adult things and grew up a little
0: bit. Yep. And I Probably. didn't didn't join a band until like five years ago. So yeah. So it, I mean it's the same deal. Like basement rockers, we've got a place out yeah. there, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I also think that like some of the basement rockers are like oddly more versatile. Mm-hmm. um if you think about it in like a social sense not to get all like you know whoa about yeah, right. this but like people that sit at home and just like read books all day aren't like good at going out and, and conversing with other people but they're super smart so it's kind of like that thing like once you start to figure out how do you, to go out there into the place and play with other people right. you're like oh i fit in well in this place i just had to figure out how i fit in. right you know, you know? yeah that's i don't know i feel a little bit of that not that you know I guess it was weird. I never really, like, wanted to go to, like, jam nights or, or, or like, anything like that or go out into public, right. let anybody see me play even, yeah, you know? Yeah.
1: Which, I don't know. It's not that I didn't enjoy playing along with people. That's always been fun for me, but I can sit there and play guitar by myself with no music in the background. I can do that for hours, you know? So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm all over. As long as there's some sort of music going on, I'm pretty happy, so...
0: Yeah, you were, you were saying you, like, learned Metallica. That was, like, some of the first stuff you ever learned. Yeah. So which, you just, like, dive in the deep end right away. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was,
1: if it wasn't Metallica, it was, which is, like, the complete opposite spectrum, it was either Metallica or Nirvana. But either way, when you don't know anything, you shouldn't really try learning other people's songs, I don't think. But Nirvana, I mean, that'd be a good one to start with, I suppose. But yeah, it was probably Master of Puppets, so, you know. Yeah. So, the worst thing you could possibly start with not know how to tune a guitar but you're gonna try to learn
0: you
1: know <laughs> an eight and a half minute song that's nonstop, and yeah
0: yeah so. well i mean like <laughs> you're like bringing back all these like memories of like me trying to learn it's like you're just like so in the weeds like right off the <laughs> yeah. get-go like i gotta learn how to like tune this thing and yeah. i'm not even good at that yeah, right. figure out how the song goes i broke a string i don't know how to change the strings yep, exactly but i'm halfway through learning this metallica song you yeah know? i gotta <laughs> keep going Oh, man, believe it it or not, some of that is like a genius. There's some genius behind that, though, too.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, you jump right in. So, I mean, you're kind of challenging yourself right away, which is probably good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that it's the best thing. But, you know, I didn't take a lesson until I was probably four years into playing. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably more than that, four or five years into playing. But uh, I mean that helped tremendously. Tom Stell was uh, a neighbor of ours, lived right across the alley, and he had a in his basement. They'd have a jam night every Wednesday or Tuesday, and so me, Levi, a couple other buddies would go down there, listen to them, and kind of learn just by watching. Yeah, you know stuff like that. And yeah, he taught like I was so terrible. I used my index and my ring finger to. To play chords, mm-hmm. you know, so down here when you're doing an F, you have to stretch your fingers quite a ways. Yep. Tom still taught me how to use my pinky, which yeah. was huge, you know, when you're playing metal and fast, yep. you need as many fingers as you can to, you know,
0: yeah, especially, go up and down the neck. Especially the pinky, and that's like a yeah. weird one, because I feel like... When I first started learning guitar, it was like it was easier to get the pinky involved than it was to get my middle finger involved. Yeah, if that makes any sense. It, it's like, yeah, what does. place does the middle finger have? Right. Like, what are you doing here? What do yeah, yeah. You... We're never gonna play two <laughs> two notes that close to each other. Like most <laughs> right. of the time, that doesn't happen. So. No. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> oh man, that's a little that's crazy. Like I like to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. You so you had like a jam night at a guy's house then pretty much
1: right and then we kind of took their idea and made it our own we had a practice space in town where levi's parents rented this building because he used to ride motocross and so that was like their shop Mm -hmm. and we adapted a part of that area to our band and just practiced down there it'd be the four of us jesus pretty much all day sometimes and it wasn't always playing music it was actually rarely that
0: Mm -hmm. usually drinking and you know, just kids to Yeah, uh, pretty uh,
1: much. You know, causing hell or raising hell, and um, yeah, we kind of just made that our tradition, and kind of. And we were, boy, we were really not good, but we were not good together. So mm-hmm. like, we got really tight uh, mm-hmm. musically, but uh, we kind of stuck with the grunge, Weezer, kind of that area, Nirvana, mm-hmm. stuff like that so we kept it pretty simple yeah but that's a good way to learn when you're playing with other people yeah you
0: know you start simple like that was the other thing like if you had learned how to play master of puppets and then everyone else individually did that and then you like came together it would be like wait how are we supposed to do this it would just train wreck about three measures in i feel you know oh yeah yeah but if you're playing nirvana it's like well this one's nice and easy nothing's too fast we all kind of know what parts are coming right it's pretty obvious you know Mm -hmm. but uh I, I'm trying to think like what are some of the first songs I learned? Because I learned like I learned like some weird like classical stuff first, just for like no reason, and it was like okay, you know. And then I started learning like a lot of I, I chose a lot of finger picking stuff, which is weird because I am not good at it as an adult. So really? like uh, I just gave up, and then I was kind of like you. Know, I was like I'm gonna play power chords with two fingers, yeah. and I'm just gonna do that for like six years and think i'm really cool yep you know not
1: learn the notes because that's not cool to no, know the no, chords not and cool, notes. Yep. yeah
0: and then all of a sudden you start learning the notes you're like oh, i could just play with anyone now like i should have done this 10 years <laughs> exactly. ago you know it's, un- yep. it's unfortunate but it is also kind of fun that it's that way yeah and, and when you're with your buddies and you're growing up you know it's just like let's all just plug our stuff in and crank it up loud exactly. and hit an e-power yeah just, yep. yeah everybody yep. Yep.
1: yep that that's pretty much what we did uh Pantera Domination, that breakdown section, if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep, we used to play that for like five minutes at a time. <laughs> just din in it, din in it. It's just constant headbanging. <laughs> yeah, one uh, note.
0: Oh, man, just like, a, it's so hilarious. Like, <laughs> to metalheads out there, like the concept of just like a, the breakdown's fun because it's like a slow headbanging part in like a very fast song yeah, where you right. like, wait, what happened? Holy crap. And then it's just, just like, this down. is heavy yeah, right here. Yeah. But, but to just like, and delete the fast out. parts and then just do that for five minutes <laughs> yeah. it's actually like really hilarious yeah. in concept yeah, right. so. <laughs> yeah that stuff's too hard let's just do that one note part oh yeah that's awesome yeah oh that, that is actually really really hilarious that yeah. should be like a skit or something like or just like uh, oops like right. Captain Crunch oops all breakdowns <laughs> yeah, or something
1: right <laughs> a full album of just breakdowns <laughs> I would probably listen to that
0: it. it probably just sounds like a death album at yeah. half speed yep yep <laughs> Yeah. good times Oh man! So, the the flyers actually like finished coming together as a band pretty much like when COVID was happening, which is pretty wild to think that like that's a thing because most bands were like, and I'm not saying say most bands, but a lot of bands were like having troubles even playing or breaking up because they couldn't get to one another. You're right, and and you guys are all kind of around the area. I mean, you're close-ish to each other, Ish. but not close no
1: not really it's so practices are when we do them which has been like twice i think is great because i'm kind of in the middle and then jesse's way over in sioux city nielsen our bass player is in newell and mike the singer guitar player is in ankeny yeah so i'm conveniently like right in the middle because for tantrum it used to be everyone went to newell we had a practice space out there which is fine. I don't mind driving. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like just right in the middle, so everyone has to come to me, which is <laughs> yeah. great. The two times or three times we've had to do it.
0: That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a crazy thing. You were talking about Mike being in Ankeny. I, I started working remotely, and uh, one of my coworkers like found out I had a podcast about music. And they were just like, you know this Mike guy? I live next door to him. And I'm like, what? Like, no I know, and it was like literally like two days after you and I started messaging oh, really? each other. And I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> Such a small world no It really is. But it is honestly a small world because, like, you know Levi and I know Levi. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know all the riddled guys, and yep. I know all the riddled guys. Yeah, you know, and like our paths haven't ever crossed really, even though they like kind of almost have, right? You and know, they
1: probably would have eventually, yeah. naturally. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a small. It's not really a small. It's actually a pretty good sized group of people that play in this area too. So, mm-hmm. for somebody to not know somebody that plays, I mean, eventually they probably will, mm-hmm. you know, probably even, you know, play a show with them yeah. at some point.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I remember uh, the Reforge Initiative show yeah. was one of those shows where it was afterwards, it was just like, you were at that show? I was at that show. Yeah. Like we were at the same show together and right. didn't know that the other person, it's like, well, that was just last week, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. sucks that like you know, two ships passing in the night like right. that. But exactly. It also makes me wonder how much of that stuff actually happens, you know?
1: Probably more often than you'd probably think. Huh. Yeah. And it makes you wonder how many, like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I pay attention to like, if I'm watching a show, I watch the background and every detail, but like every commercial TV show movie, there's every bedroom has a guitar. I feel like hmm. like 90% of them, probably it's some bedroom in that house of that TV show. There's a, there's a guitar. They're all over the place. Video games, I'm have to check Guitars out, but... are just, like, a, I don't know if they're just a popular thing or something, but it makes you wonder how many people out there play, you know?
0: I think they're cost-effective enough now that the average person could just own one and have yeah. it be ornamental.
1: Right. You know? Yeah, that's probably true, too.
0: Not to, not to say it shouldn't. Or maybe yeah. it's just, like, a, a relic of a dream that passed or something. You yeah, know?
1: hey, that's, that's true.
0: Um, you know, I guess, like, my sister um, is married, and her husband actually, like, had a guitar. And Mm-mm. he, like... Off and on, we'll try to play it, but he like loses interest because he just does, does other stuff. Right? You know? you know, it's tough when you have a lot of hobbies to pick up a new yeah, one. But yeah. you know, so it was it was one of those things where the last time I was out there, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna restring this baby and clean it all up mm-hmm. or whatever. So I did. I don't know if he ended up playing it or not. But right, <laughs> you know?
1: and there's probably a lot of people like that. Yeah. Oh, I'll learn it eventually, and then they just don't have time or don't realize how much time it takes to learn it.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. that. Oh, let me ask you this then. <clears throat> So, I'm sure your path is not much different than mine. You've put a lot of hours into playing. Uh, and regardless of what you think about yourself, you're obviously a pretty good guitar player. So, if you knew how, how much time and energy you would have had to put into this when you first picked the guitar up, would you have just been like, nah, I'm good?
1: I don't think so.
0: I mean... Because if somebody I... was like, you're going to... You know, in 20 years, you're going to have 20,000 hours on this. Right. Thing, you know?
1: um, music's always been my, like, go-to thing um whether it's trying to escape from everything else or just you know do it just to enjoy it even if i'm in a good mood i can i can play in no matter what mood i'm in Mm -hmm. but knowing it would have taken that long uh i probably still would have done it yeah yeah probably
0: (laughs) it's just like it seems so daunting and i I think about that kind of stuff too though like knowing how hard i had to work for this just to be as good as i am Mm -hmm. also knowing there's so many people out there that are. Uh, infinitely better than I am. And, oh, it, yeah. and it's just like, next time I look at like another hobby, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to work so hard at this just to be okay Decent. at it. Decent, you know? yeah, right. You know, but just, as long as you enjoy it, that's really all that matters. That's probably the kicker then, right? Yeah, you, know? you, yeah. just, you just enjoy doing yeah. it,
1: so... it's. I mean, I'm sure everyone's guilty of it early on especially, but you're always like, oh man, I can't play this lead. I'm not as good as Kirk Hammett, you know, or <laughs> I can't do this riff that Dave Mustaine wrote. I'm not that, you know, everyone compares themselves to... You know, you and me probably would compare ourselves to each other at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, early on, but you get to an age where you're just like, you're just got to do what you're good at, play your style, you know, things like that. Everyone's got their own style, whether they know it or not, I think. Um, And their tone is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone's kind of got their own thing going on, whether they know it or not, and it's easy to compare yourself to other people, though, and let that, especially at a young age, bring you down and get, you know, kind of bummed about it, but yeah, at some point, you just either got to stop caring or realize they put in the time, so you have to put in the time, and that's about it. I think the best advice I ever got for playing guitar was, if somebody else can do it, you can do it.
0: I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jimi Hendrix is amazing, and, and he's, you know, a legend, etcetera, but, like, He's on, still also only human. Yeah, right. Know? Eddie
1: Van Halen, you know, yep. as crazy as he was for his time, which, I mean, yeah, you'd have to put in a lot of time to get good at the tapping and mm-hmm. all that stuff he did, you know. But if somebody else can do it. You can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the same sense, like, there's probably a zillion people out there that are. "Quote unquote," better at tapping than Eddie Van Halen, right? But it's just his style was the one that everybody keyed in on right. so much because they're just like, "I like the way this guy's doing yeah, it." Yeah, this know?
1: guy, and I mean, it's a. It makes you wonder, though, would he have been as recognizable if he was in a band that wasn't as good? You um, know, because I mean, their first album, especially the songs were, I mean, they were huge songs. I mean, yeah, would he have been? as huge if he wasn't in that group with that group you know what i mean
0: uh i would say to other guitar players yes right but to like the average person no because that's like you and I probably, like, Paul Gilbert, amazing guitarist. But, mm-hmm. like, if you just, like, walked down the street and was like, you know the guitarist Paul Gilbert? Like, nobody's right. going to say yes. Like, 12
1: yeah. out of every 3,000. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. And he's yep. like,
0: Don don't know in the band Racer X. And they're like, don't know what you're talking about. Like, Mr. Big, <laughs> they did this ballad in the 80s. Everyone loved, I'm the one who wants to be with you. You know that song? People are just like, I have no clue what you're talking who about. Who are you? Get away from me. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> don't know this dude, yep. you know? I mean, that's... That's another thing I like to think about is how many guitarists out there are just so insanely good. Yeah. And you and I probably follow the same thing where it's like we're really keyed into like the 80s and 90s like shredder type dudes, yep. you know. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, like there's so many shredders out there that they're like almost indistinguishable from the next, you know. And yeah, right. I mean, it, you're talking about like the guys Steve Vai brought on tour with him that also splintered apart and have their own bands and their own right. solo projects and things like that. Right. And, I mean. There's also all the YouTube guitarists and things, you know, and
1: it's just, there's an overload of, especially when something gets popular, then there's going to be a million people following that, trying to mimic it. So after a while it becomes kind of watered down and that's what the music today, it's which it's not, I mean, there's a lot of good music out there, but you have to really look for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Going to shows is probably the best way. Levi and I actually just went to see Chevelle and Clive Tuesday night. Cool. Yeah. Who the hell was the first band? Stellar Circuits. All right. Never heard of them, um, but they were fantastic. They were kind of a Chevelle, Tool, Mixture, mm-hmm. very, maybe a little deft tones, kind of, you know, spacey, um, but very heavy, um, But, yeah, that's the best way to find music anymore because you listen to the radio, it's going to sound Mm -hmm. like everything. Yeah.
0: I mean, it wasn't until I – and people are going to be like, you're a traitor. But it it wasn't until I got Spotify that I was just like Mm – started really like getting weird with what I liked with music. Yeah. And it – It made me think, like, it made me feel a certain way about music that I couldn't phoneticize until I ironically heard somebody else on a different, like, live stream talking about it. And they said that, like, music has become a niche thing. So, like... Back in the day, there was only so much, so many CDs that could pack into like an Fye, right? right? You know, yeah. And I mean, you and I would stick to the rock and the metal, yep. and then some people go to the country section. There was a rap section. Mm-hmm. There's a like a world section that nobody went into. Yep. you Yeah, know?
1: nobody knew what it was. They just stayed away from there.
0: Yeah, but that's also like, would a band like Polyphia fit in there? You know, and some right. people would be like, I don't know. This is like instrumental, and it's like, it's not heavy because all the guitars are clean. But I don't right. know how to describe what's going on here. Yeah. Right?
1: Lots well, of the thing about metal and rock. There's so... You can do anything, and as long as there's somewhat of a heavy or... Uh, dark vibe I guess or you know something heavy about it it's going to be considered metal Mm -hmm. but there's so many I'm on a marth you know Viking metal Mm -hmm. what other genre has Viking there's no Viking country (laughs) you know what I mean as much as I'd love to hear somebody try it's not out there right I want it to happen but it hasn't yet
0: the next Fonda Flyers album is called Viking (laughs) Country
1: (laughs) which actually sounds like kind of a metal album it's Viking Country you know but uh
0: the album covers like a map and it's just like different vikings all over (laughs) on the map it's like a country like an established country Yep. oh man
1: but yeah that's the beauty of heavy music you can do anything venture out you know you don't have to stick to a straight line you can do anything you know
0: yeah i mean like there's very few genres that even could fit that like punk maybe but even with punk it's just like 70s punk or are you 80s punk right or were you 90s punk or were you like the early 2000s punk yeah. Were you, or were you the, like later pop punk stuff Yep. or were you the, like the more emo punk that right. came after you know yep. so there's like only a handful of different genres where like you said when i mean metal you and i are definitely fans of thrash metal you know that's mm-hmm. one where people are just like it's all the same to me it's just noise but you know like to you and i we can tell the difference you know right. which is kind of also crazy to think that so like I wonder if people in the country world have the same thing, you know, where they're just like, "Oh, 90s country, yeah, you know, that's the stuff that you don't want to listen, you know, or whatever, you know." That- right?
1: Yeah, they're. Pro- I'm sure it is. I mean, for every genre, which I'm guilty of it. I think most country sounds the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, today's country is more popish. Yep. Um, uh, Hip hop ish. I don't know. You know, yep. it's it's not like when I grew up music was always in the house and for the most part it was it was country for me at an early age. Um unless my dad was around. If we were in his vehicle it was uh Black Sabbath, Alice in Chains, which at that age, four, five, six, seven, whatever years old, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, to be (laughs) honest. Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath (laughs) is the most terrifying (laughs) thing for a young child.
0: I despised
1: it. And and then eventually, you know, it's, like, people evolve, you know, we, you know, grow up and and eventually I learned to love it, you know. But early on in life, it t- scared the shit out of me. That's
0: so weird, like, yeah. I never thought about that. Because it's the same way with me, like, when I was growing up, like, not... I mean, I grew up with, like, Roy Orbison and stuff, because my oh, parents yeah. are kind of, like, older. Yep. I remember, like, when I was really young and I heard, like, one of the first Smashing Pumpkins songs, It was like, <laughs> yeah. this is crazy music. Yeah. And it was just what like... What the hell is this? And, and it's just the Smashing Pumpkins. It's right. not like it's, like it's Gwar yeah, or something, or sugar. Cannibal corp. Yeah, it's
1: like, <laughs> yeah. it's just Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> right, but at that age, it's like, holy crap, there's distortion, yeah. and what the hell is
0: this? I saw a picture of Billy Corgan, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this guy's scary looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he's just a normal guy. You know? <laughs> You're right.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> but... So at that age yeah black sabbath scared the shit out of me
0: oh that's wild Terrifying. You're, you're, you're bringing up some hilarious stuff yeah. here man.
1: <laughs> alice and chains god lord yeah because the dirt album that i mean that image will always be in my head he always had which yeah, i'm dating myself and how old i am but he had the cassette tape that uh we sold our souls for rock and roll black Sabbath album uh Soundgarden, super unknown was in there you know all of it he'd put it on I just be like oh my god get me out of here this is this is terrifying I can't be listening to this
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I mean do you think you're influenced by that like en- ended up like without knowing it like as an adult you know coming into being an adult just being like oh that actually like
1: I you know looking back maybe a little bit but honestly it was it was slow transitions for me really cuz my first uh, musical, whatever you want to call it, Love, or I i was a big Aaron Tippin fan, country singer back in the 90s, maybe 80s, I don't remember. But it was that, and then I slowly worked my way into rock music. I think my first rock album I had was probably an Everclear album or Wallflowers. It was either One Headlight or, or Bring Down the Horse or... Um, so Much for the Afterglow by mm-hmm. Everclear, one of those two albums. That which...
0: that, mu- that music was insanely popular Yeah, you and I were like preteen, teenager, yeah, right. you know? Yep.
1: And that, yeah, so I was huge into The Wallflowers, I think it was probably them first, and then Everclear, um, and then, boy, I think my uh, older brother brought home this mixtape, not a mixtape, it was the full S&M Metallica show at the symphony. Oh, And cool. I I remember putting that in and I heard the like orchestra I was like, huh this is kind of cool I'll keep listening, and it gradually builds into them you know joining the orchestra and it's rock music with an orchestra I was like, holy crap this is freaking wild and boy I just fell in love with that and so that's when my love for Metallica started and boy from there moved on to System of a Down you know gradually got a little heavier you know just kept working towards the super heavy screaming you know stuff like that and yeah the rest is history
0: i was a late bloomer to system of a down it wasn't really? until they came out with uh mesmerized and hypnotized oh really because there was all the like the talk was like they're gonna release a double album yep, and and it might and probably is going to be their last album yep. you know and it was like leading up to that when it finally came out i was just like oh my gosh then i was like wait there's only one cd here and they kind of like Split it in half, half yep. and release it as two. And you, if you bought them both, like this is how, you know, this is how old we are. If yep. you bought both of the CDs, yep. you could take the covers and tuck them into each other and make a, a double Dual disc CD, right. you know, yep. which is actually insanely cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, it know. was a good idea. Yeah, and then come to find out, they could have put both on one because they were both very short albums. Mm-hmm. So you guys are just trying to make more money, but you know,
0: it's hey, whatever they did and it worked and it was yeah. great. You know, that's. That's something I I think a lot of us as, like, independent musicians don't, like, we don't want to do the marketing thing because, like, it feels kind of dirty jumping into that or whatever. And
1: forbid you take people's money for something you did. Yeah, something you worked hard for that they enjoy. Right, (laughs) yeah.
0: But, I mean, that's like you you just said about, like, System. It's just like, oh, I could have put it on one album Those Dirty Dogs, you know? But at the same time, like, you know. Did
1: those ten songs work better by themselves than putting them with that? I mean, looking back... Absolutely, I was, I was pissed, but now it's like, okay, that as a whole worked better than putting them together, you know? Yes. Like, concept albums are my favorite of all time. Absolutely. Animals by Pink Floyd is it's great, one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah, yeah it's
0: towards the top. That's crazy. I mean, cause a, lot, I mean a lot of people, it's just, uh, I mean, that's not like crazy. Like, oh my god, you're a lunatic. Yeah, no, right. But, it, but a lot of people think, like, uh, you know, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall. Like, yep. those two, that's it. Like, those are the only two Pink Floyd albums right. that exist.
1: Which... The wall doesn't do a lot for me. It's it's good, but I like animals so much that it kind of overshadows the wall for me. Dark Side of the moon's great. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's towards the top for me, too. But I love those concept albums where it's like you just go on this journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you start it, and it all just tells you a story. Are you familiar with Between the Buried and Me? Yeah, I know. It's like a metal version of Pink Floyd, yep, kind of. I've,
0: I've actually... Uh, God. I want to say I've seen them live, really. Maybe um, i I'd been to so I've been to like literally like a thousand plus concerts right. in my day. Yep. So yep. like it's tough to remember all of the Everyone. bands because some of the ones I saw coming up are now like the established bands. where, yeah. where it's like, oh, man, I saw them once. Yeah, you know? when they
1: were like young and up and coming, and yeah. now they're just all over. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to see Between the Bear and me, and then COVID ruined that for me yeah that's crazy
0: that's so rough (laughs) yeah it
1: sucks but it'll get back to somewhat normal eventually i'm sure
0: yeah i mean it's it's already like that's the weird thing because it's like it feels almost like it's back to normal but kind of not because a lot of people are going back out but some people are going back in now and
1: yeah i mean everyone's got an opinion
0: and yeah nobody
1: really knows anything No, no. I mean, we're
0: all all getting information third-hand. Yeah, right. It's not like any of us have lab coats on. Yeah, right. I know definitively (laughs) by personal experience that this, you know, or whatever. Test results that (laughs) I saw. Yeah, I got to send them down to the lab, which is also me because I'm a scientist. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so hilarious, but it's also not. It does suck because it, like, squashed a lot of opportunities for shows. So, like, you guys being a band that just pretty much started last year, have you – there, during the summer, there was a wide opportunity for people to play music last year, right. and then for some reason, in the winter, it just like squeezed back right. down into almost nothing. Right, and then it kind of opened back up again.
1: Right, because well, pre Fonda Flyers, they were called uh, JB Squad, I think, when they were doing the three piece thing. It was Mike, Josh Nielsen, and their other drummer, and then they I changed the name to Fonda Flyers probably a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe right around there, like you said, COVID time. Mm-hmm. Um
0: I think if I remember reading in the bio, it was like June
1: or month, you know, Somewhere yeah, there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yep. But uh yeah, it's a weird thing to which I mean like you said, if you're not playing shows, what else does a band do? But uh I mean and Mike had a lot of the songs on the new album pretty much already written. Um, I think the only the Saint Arson was I sent I mean I don't write riffs every day, but if I play guitar and I hear and I play something it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, so I record it and I'll I send him probably two dozen you know ten twenty second clips of a just a riff, and he turned that opening to St Arson into that whole song, and we kind of you know hashed up the details, you know, made it longer, added the lead parts, all that stuff later, but uh yeah, the majority of the stuff he already had written, I think I had to write maybe four or five different guitar parts for the whole album you know Mm -hmm. so i didn't have much to do with it but i mean he's he's been writing songs since i think he started playing college when he first got into college so i mean he's been writing songs ever since he kind of started playing as Mm -hmm. far as i'm as far as i know um
0: so yeah it was a. you must have read the band bio too then Maybe <laughs> that's actually almost like <laughs> word for word. Is like, it? Yeah, <laughs> like you went to college and got an acoustic yeah. and started learning and play. Yeah.
1: yeah, I have to know the story, or they're gonna kick me out if I don't know the story. Yeah, gonna... All right, stop showing up to
0: shows. We're done with you. But yeah, oh COVID.
1: Gosh. It was a weird time to to kind of join. Well, see, when I joined, like a month later is when COVID was huge. So it, yep. it was just weird. The timing. You know, you've kind of got something going, and then it just stops, and it's like, what the hell do we do now? Yeah. So, record an album, I guess, which I think a lot of
0: people did. Which is the smart thing to do, yeah. I think, honestly. Which is which is kind of great. Yeah, I mean, you can do it remotely if you need to. You yeah. can do it isolated if you need right. to. You know, there's so many ways around it to make it yeah, Now there's a possibility. This, yeah,
1: now there's this abundance of new music, and I'm still catching up on music from the 70s and 80s, you know, that I yeah. haven't heard, but... You know, that's
0: that's a good problem to have. You know, that is a wild thing to think of, though, too. Like, back in the day... I feel like in, like, the 50s and 60s, there was just a pile of music. Yeah. Like they just kept releasing albums and covers and covers mm-hmm. and albums and singles. And, and then, in like, the 70s, it kind of just squished back down into not a whole lot. Like, disco kind of was there, and there was some rock. Right. Then the 80s hit, and it felt like it just blew up again. It was just right. like, oh, there's now there's 500 hair metal yeah, bands deal with it you know? like yep. okay yeah and so like i feel like we're back in one of those times where there's just a lot of content An abundance even yep. on the local level like yeah i'm finding out it's like i can't even keep track of all of the bands you right know? even in just like this area ish yeah, you right. know
1: 100 mile radius yeah, yeah there's a lot going on which is great yeah um yeah it gives you something to look you know like I said, you have to look for good music anymore, and that's kind of a fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. When you know, you know, you probably know more, obviously, local people than I do, but yeah. it's like, oh, he's got this project going. I'll check that out. And then, like, I think Neil Anders and mm-hmm. Brothers Merit, yep. did they release an
0: album? I don't know if they got an album released yet. Well, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, I, like, right. I don't have my finger that deeply right. on the pulse. Yeah, those I know guys. they're playing out, though.
1: Yeah, right, which is cool. There's so many, like, different, like, those guys. Um which when they're busy that means I get to fill in with Riddled uh Nick and Levi which is fun. Oh cool. Yeah, Jesse and I are actually playing three shows with them next month. Nice. Which is fun. I love I love filling in with uh any any musicians really and those guys are fun. Oh yeah. You know, kind of same style music that we play anyways. So. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. It's it's but it, it's a change of pace which is fun. Yeah. You know. Kind of going in there, not underprepared, but not entirely knowing how it's going to go. Yep. that's that's exciting for me.
0: Yeah, there is some excitement to that. I mean, I, I'm sure the first time you went in, you were just like, you know, pooping your pants. Like, oh my god, what's going to happen here? I mean, I'm prepared, <laughs> it, but like, you never right. know. Something might derail halfway through one of right. these songs. You right. Know? right, which is
1: fun for me. I mean, I don't, I don't practice as much as I should for shows. I play guitar way too much, but I don't. <laughs> I'm guilty of not preparing too much for a show so i'm just kind of loose and i'm more of a vibe oriented player and like lead parts i don't unless it's you know a well-recognized lead that i'm i'm not gonna learn every lead note for note you know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it my way and so basically i play them all different every time we play but um playing with riddled is fun you Mm -hmm. know it's and i don't get too nervous for shows um I know I'm going to mess up here and there. You know mm-hmm. that's kind of actually the fun part of it, and then seeing the other guys' reaction and <laughs> heckling each other, <laughs> and good. everyone else is like, you know, it sounded good to us. But, <laughs> but but you know, after the show, you always have to give each other crap. Oh, I heard that mess up on this song, and yeah, yeah so,
0: what was that yeah. on the bridge of this? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's
1: just <laughs> played it a thousand times. You just still don't know it. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of fun. I I love not. You know, Tantrum is still fun for me. Uh, the songs that we play, it's a little heavier. Not super heavy, but it's more grungy, you know, the that kind of stuff. But we didn't delve out too far from our normal set list, so that kind of became, you know, redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it was still, I still love playing live, so it, it didn't ruin it for me by any means. But, like, getting a fill-in with other people and having that new, you know... New feel, a new vibe, you know, energy. Yeah. It's fun.
0: Yeah. And honestly, especially when you're like gear changing that much from yeah. like one band to the next. You right. Know? Cause I mean, like, I play in a punk band in Des Moines. And then for a while, I was in like a metal band that was kind of based out of like for a while, like Cedar Rapids. And mm-hmm. then, you know, for a while, Des Moines. And, and, you know, then I started playing country music or, mm-hmm. like, mostly country music with Jesse Wilson. So I'm, la- I'm like, kind of just genre-hopping here. Yeah, that's fun. Um, well the metal band doesn't exist anymore, but I still got the punk and country, which yep. are, like, opposites. Yeah, exactly. But they're also, like, I feel like cousins. Right. Like, to an extent, because, like, folk and punk, I th- think, would be, like, long-lost brothers. Right. And folk's not too far off of country, maybe?
1: Not really. Yeah, there's some similarities there for sure. But it's still fun because you've got the energy even if it's kind of the same the energy is a little different so it's mm-hmm. especially when you get to do it live it's just always more fun so yeah and you know different people that's always fun
0: mm-hmm. so how do you how do you feel about like because i'm sure the fond of flyers only having one album out to play like a full show out at night like you have to pull some covers in i'm against guess oh yeah.
1: yeah oh yeah we are all over the place i'm talking <laughs> from good Yeah, from Good by Better Than Ezra... Well, there we go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) To Country... uh, Boy, uh, I should know the names, But, you know, Leonard Skinner, Freebird. I mean, we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. Um, Matchbox 20, Backstreet Boys, I shouldn't say it. But, yeah, we play a Backstreet Boys song.
0: I still think that's awesome. Like, throw a pop song in there. I don't care. Oh, yeah, and then,
1: I mean, these guys are all three of them are so talented and they've been playing for a long time that they can just, you know, you'll be playing something that's like, oh, that's the same chord progression as a Britney Spears song. (laughs) So let's just, and Michael starts singing Britney Spears, and it's like, okay, well, you know, and the crowd loves it, stuff like that, you know, especially when you're drunk. I'm a metalhead. You're probably the same way. You get drunk, it's like,
0: oh, I want to sing along to four non-blondes. (laughs) Yeah. I, I will say yes, I did quit drinking, but yes, I am yeah. yep. the exact same way still. Though, like yep. uh, the guilty pleasure stuff was always like some of yeah. my favorite. Like, yep. uh, I grew up like a staunch metalhead and like almost never ever deviated at all, unless it was just like <laughs> Steve Vai's really cool or like mm. Stevie Ray Vaughan's awesome, you know, or Jimi Hendrix or whatever. But every now and then, I'm just like. You know, like bumping, like, call me maybe in my car. Just, like, yep. fist pumping yep. in the air. Like, Getting after it. You know, yep. you know just yep. be like, what the heck is that guy doing? What is wrong that, <laughs> He's got long hair and an Iron Maiden shirt on. He's <laughs> yeah. listening to Call Me Maybe <laughs> right. for some reason.
1: No, I'm the same way. I'll listen to any... I mean, there's... I shouldn't say it, but I don't I don't really have a guilty pleasure. Because if it's good, it's good. Yeah. I mean, Hootie and the Blowfish, who doesn't love some Hootie every yeah, now and that's again? that's true. I'm- I
0: mean, there are some... I'd still put that in a guilty pleasure. Column. Would you? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I I have no pride, I yeah, I mean, so I'm not ashamed of anything. <laughs> um, I have a Katy Perry CD. I'm not embarrassed about it. It's, oh my God, she's got some hits.
0: I'm a, I'm a Carrie Underwood kind of guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't blame you. She's on The Voice now. I think I don't watch that though.
1: No, yeah, I haven't either. See, yeah, uh, that's the kind of show for me that I just want. I mean, who doesn't love a good singer? But for me it's about music yeah the fact that there's lyrics or vocals at all in a lot of the music i listen to is just kind of a plus it's like i don't really care it's there but mm-hmm. i always kind of just lean towards the music side of it and yeah if the music's good right from the beginning it's like oh cool somebody's singing too you know
0: yeah. whatever well, let me ask you this uh do you do any singing in the band along with mike
1: the last show that we played that I got to play with them I wasn't able to make the last one that we actually had because I was sick but the last one I played I did bring a mic and I did throw in some back invokes nice I normally don't because I mean Nielsen's such a great he could be a lead singer for a band um, but he does fantastic harmonies our drummer throws in harmonies it's like I don't really need to mm-hmm. it's not and then people are always like oh you're the only one in the band without a mic it's like how many people need to sing, you know what I mean <laughs> Who, I mean it's there's three people doing it already,
0: that's true <laughs> so. yeah i mean i I only back up sing out of necessity, but I'm also right. the same way where it's like if if other people can sing good, I'm just like, you do it yeah'm I'm, I'm not doing this, right, you know, and I don't mind doing it I
1: mean, and uh, like for when we do a three piece, Nielsen Jesse and myself, um. I'll do backup vocals. I even did lead vocals on one, one time, which hopefully it never happens again. Cause I don't know. It was probably terrible, but like when you're doing something, I don't know if it's just me. I don't, I mean, I know I'm making noise, but I can't tell if it's good or not. Cause I'm not really focused that much on what I'm doing. Yeah. Just that I'm doing it at the right time.
0: Yeah. The internal mechanics yeah. are taking over. Instead right. Of like what's on the external. Yes, right. I totally get that. Yeah.
1: It's like, I think something's happening, but we'll see. No one's booing yet. So,
0: yeah, I, <laughs> I just think about, it, like, that's awesome when your brain, like, it's just, like, this part's got to keep going, and you start, like, mush-mouthing <laughs> through words, but you're just, like, your brain's still just, like, keep forcing the words out,
1: like... <laughs> Say something, dummy. Yes. Just keep talking. <laughs> Something's better than nothing.
0: And, I mean, that's actually a lesson to learn on the guitar, though. Like, if you're playing the guitar by yourself, you can just start and stop whenever you want. Yeah. When, you, when you're with a band, they don't all just stop when you yeah. stop. you got to keep <laughs> yeah, going. you got to <laughs> so, keep doing
1: something. Even if we're messing up, like... So the last show that I played, we threw in Perfect Situation by Weezer, which we played in that first band I was in. So I've known it for years and years, but I know what an F sharp, the key it's normally in. And mm-hmm. they started in F and oh. right off the get go, there's that lead part and we get about 10 seconds in and I'm like, something's not going well I mean something's off here and I hate to say it but I think it's me (laughs) I was like am I and I knew I was playing the right notes for how I normally play it but they were playing in a a, you know a note or a, a key lower so I was like shit I gotta I got to adjust, and this is not sounding well at all.
0: So, lo and behold, it wasn't your fault at all. It was all of their fault. Yeah, every, everyone else exactly. was wrong. Exactly.
1: And you were right. That's 75% of the band really <laughs> made me look like an idiot. <laughs> Which, oh, I man. mean, it's not the first time. It definitely won't be the last, but it's one of those things where, like, I don't, I'm sure you've, you've noticed, like, when you learn something at a young age, or like when you're first starting. And it's like 10 years later, you're like, oh, sh- I'm not doing that right at all. It's hard to relearn it yeah. the right way. Yeah, There's a ton of Metallica songs, which I, you know, for five, six, seven years, I played it a certain way, and then you actually learn how to play, and it's like, that's not how that goes, but it's hard to do it the right way, because yeah. I've learned it the wrong way.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I totally get that. I'm still out there singing Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. You know? yeah, no, yeah. I <laughs> never really learn it. Can't. Yep. Just don't know how. Yeah. Th- those are still the right words to me. No, <laughs> just, I totally get it though. Like uh, I feel like your brain just isn't ingrained, like this is the way it is and it has to be and you start like tricking your brain into hearing that, like even if you're listening to the album. Right. Which is one of the reasons I feel like it's tough to cover music. hmm and so, like, I take your approach usually with leads where it's just like, let's start off close to how the lead starts mm-hmm. and then just take off into something else that's completely yeah. different, you know?
1: However, like, the vibe or the energy of the room, let's just kind of do it this way this night and the next night it might be different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never d- know. Yeah. I mean, I'd, do you feed off the people in the room then totally, I'm, I'm assuming, because, like...
1: Uh, yeah, k- kind of. It's more, more or less how the show in general is going. Like, if it's a really good set and towards the end of the set there's a song with the lead, I tend to do it with a little more energy or, you know, I don't know if it sounds better, but, um, it feels like it does, you know, when you're, when the show's going good and when the show's going bad, which I mean, or average, you know, you just kind of get in the, you know, Mm -hmm. you follow that line where it's just going a certain way and you don't delve too far like if a show's going really good i'll try throwing in some tapping which i should never do and i'll <laughs> yeah. get adventurous and <laughs> yeah it's like oh boy i should have maybe just not done that <laughs> just do what you're supposed to do <laughs>
0: oh man i've i've come to like doing that on like one song where i did it once as a joke and like everyone in the place was like what the heck is going on you know <laughs> yeah. and it was uh as dumb as it sounds the song was Cherry baby and i'm just like no, I'm, really. gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a tapping <laughs> yeah. in solo and see what happens <laughs> it needs to happen i'm feeling. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, people are just like, what is that? Yeah. They're just snapping their necks, turning around. I'm like, it yep. doesn't fit. Yep. Not like it was like the greatest tap solo ever, but it just doesn't fit, you know? Right. Like, Which is sometimes kind of fun
1: to try. I mean, it's not something you're going to practice at home. It's like, this doesn't match with this, but live, it's like, eh. It's a good time to try yeah. it. See how people react. You, know, yeah. you never
0: know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ooh, put jelly beans in my pumpkin pie over here. <laughs> exactly. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. It's just a little weird <laughs> <Yeah>. as hell. <laughs> you could have told
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. So you guys with the Fonda Flyers actually recently shot a music video too, and that came out. Yeah, um, that was
1: a couple weeks ago maybe. Yeah, it
0: just came out like not too long ago, honestly. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: What was the experience of that like?
1: Um it was a it was a blast. It took like three and a half hours is all. Um oh really? Yeah, it was pretty quick. We Man, you kinda guys were, you guys
0: were working. There's a lot of camera angles, yeah. a lot of stuff happening. Oh, yeah, in music yeah video. We,
1: we were getting after it. Um it was fun though. I've never shot one before. Um we kinda Mike and I were talking, through some ideas around and uh just kinda pieced it together. Did it, you know, there's the uh, the little fight scene, the mm-hmm. basketball scene which I'm sure you th- did. You watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I looked like a great actor. I looked
0: tired. That was legit. <laughs> I was sweating. I was exhausted. That's they made me run like four times, so I was dying. I gotta be honest. This is here's is, is this one. Okay, so I watched it once, about a third of the way through. I'm like, stellar production. I'll finish this off later. <laughs> and then and then I like turned it on again later. I'm like the hell are they LARPing for? And this? like, I watched the first part and I did not think it was going go to right. go to a fight scene. You're right. It goes all over the place. It's nuts. Yeah. Which
1: I think all of us are pretty big Foo Fighters fans and, you know, you watch their music videos and Blink-182 is mm-hmm. just goofy, having fun. Uh, why not? You know? Yeah. Shooting serious stuff. Yeah boring
0: yeah you gotta
1: have fun with it
0: yeah exactly yeah. plus you're like kind of telling a story right and almost every like music video has like a ludicrous story oh you yeah know, like yep. at least all the super memorable ones It's like what the heck is going on here like right you know, trying to think of like some of the ones off the top of my head all i can think of is like everlong by foo fighters it's oh, like weird. it's like a dream a guy's having right you know
1: or uh which one is it by blank rock rock show uh, that one's yeah, Rock Show's kind of fun. They're just driving around in the van, I think. Mm-hmm. Spending money. Um, yep.
0: Yeah, I think that's that might be the one. Uh,
1: first Date. That's what I was thinking of. Where it's kind of like a 70s. They're out in the... I think they're kind of in the 70s. He's got the wig on. Um... Yeah, that's a fun one.
0: Now you're just making me think of Sabotage by uh, Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys. Yeah. which yeah. is another one. It's like, what the hell are they doing? You're They're right. like 70s cop show? Right. Or <laughs> all out there in like tweed suits, you're like right. sliding over the hoods of cars.
1: <laughs> Got the need for tweed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah, uh, videos are fun, though. How about, uh, You guys shot one yesterday?
0: Yeah. Uh, who shot your music video? Tim. Yeah, Tim Fox. Yep. I think it's his last name. Probably. I think it so. No. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if I mispronounced it and embarrassed everybody. (laughs) Don't beep that out. Uh, but yeah, he's actually made like music videos for like Scott Kirkhart and like Jess. he made another one for Jesse Wilson. And that was like something that was super cool was he had everything set up and then we like did a few takes and it was just, he's just like, all right, we got that shot. I'm like, you got it. Like, that's it. Like we only did a couple takes and he's just like, no, no, I got it. He'll show you what you got. It's like. Oh damn, that's a good take, yeah. dude. So he like obviously knows what he's yeah, doing, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> which is like very talented. which is super wild. Because Jesse was like, "Hey, while we got you here, take a couple pictures, promo pictures of me, and throw them in there too, and I'll, i you know, yeah. get that covered." Yeah. And so, and so he's just like, "All right, stand over here, go like this, and go like this, and I'm gonna move this light." And he stands up and he takes about six pictures. He's like, "What he got there?" And he shows it to me. I'm like, oh, "That's the coolest picture yeah. I've ever seen in yeah. my life."
1: <laughs> I just cried a little bit. That yeah. is beautiful.
0: <laughs> it's amazing, and it's so like, cool when you like have somebody like that that knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah, especially with like. I don't know. Have you ever been in one before?
0: I've actually like made a couple, but I'm oh, like really? I'm just a novice. I'm, yeah, just, like, I'm right. just dinking around, right? You
1: know? Which is still fun, but it, like yeah, I don't it Came know. out okay, but well, those three shot one for the song "Tripwire." That which I think they were just playing a show, and I think he just recorded them for like a live version of the song or whatever. But I mean, it was the first time that we actually did theatrics like that, mm-hmm. and it went really well because yeah, like you said, he just knows all right, let's do this, let's do this, you stand here, um, and then, yeah, three, four takes, it's usually done.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. mind-blowing because I'm, I'm one of those people that's like, I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm taking 20 takes of this, right. you know? Like, yeah. yeah, you it,
1: watch videos, it's like, God, that had to take taken forever to shoot. And
0: Yeah, like you said, three and a half hours and yeah, you were yeah. done. I was <laughs> that's like, oh, that's that wasn't so bad.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's very talented. That was fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... I was, I was talking to him the other day, and he's like, well, this isn't even, like, what I usually do. I mean, he's, like, a photographer, videographer for other things, but people just hire him for this. Right. And he does that good of a job that people are like, you're hired again, buddy. Right, yeah. I don't know if it's what he wants to do with his time. I think so.
1: Which, I don't know uh, if he wants me to, oh, whatever. But he, last time I talked to him, he enjoys doing the photography thing, but he said he loves doing the music video stuff. Oh, cool. Which is great because, like you said, it's so good. Who's not going to have him do it again? Yeah, exactly. And he's got the equipment for it, so. Yeah. And its I mean, God, we shot that and it took him, by the time we got done tweaking things here and there, about a month. Not even a month, and it was, you know, the finished product. Okay. Oh, I think it was like four days later and he had his, like. The first, you know, take of it, you know, he sent us all like a sample, and I thought the first one was, you know, perfect. Yeah. But you know, uh, Mike had a vision for it. Said, "Oh, let's try this here, this here, whatever." And boy, yeah, he's he's good at what he does. Yeah. So
0: I I love it when those videographers like that's how you know a good one because like when I made mine, I was like. Uh, here's my first take. What do you think? And they're like, "It's good." I'm like, "All right, I'm done." You know, like I'm not gonna, <laughs> right. I'm not gonna polish this well, up at all. You just said it was good. Yeah, so I mean, that's. Done. But that's like being like, I'm starving. What do you got to eat? And it's like Jack's pizzas. You're like, sounds good. Let's eat it. You know. <laughs> exactly. But to somebody who like is just like, you're eating Jack's pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to go. Somebody make me a nice one. I'm gonna yeah. go to a fancy place, yeah, right. Give me some wood fired pizza exactly. or something. You know, And that's what yep. he's doing over there. Exactly. Wood fired pizza. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking care of it. Yeah you know, He's prepping it up on the gourmet. Yeah, he's prepping it on the front end and the back end. Yep. Yeah, it's it's wild when you run into people like that that know what they're doing, and it's cool because I feel like there's a lot more of those people popping up into the music scene, mm-hmm. willing to help out in some way, whether it be with like promo pics or yeah. videography or yep. or you know, going to live shows and snapping pics oh, yeah. and just sharing them online or yep. whatever.
1: Which he he shot when Tantrum opened for Lit in Truesdale back in twenty eighteen or seventeen. He shot pictures for that. He shot pictures for us at uh, Lake Creek Fest. I think it's called and storm lake maybe he shot pictures for that so we've worked with him before Oh, and he's nice. always done i mean his pictures were great and yeah the video is you know fantastic so he's he's good at what he does
0: yeah definitely for sure yeah if you guys haven't checked the music video out definitely check it out i think there's a link to it on the website
1: otherwise your facebook page facebook it's on youtube, YouTube now yep, yep it's a fun video yeah I it's, it.
0: it's definitely hilarious. like i said like the first time i watched it I, like i said at first i was just like awesome good production they they went whole hog on this it's a good deal yep i'll finish it when i'm not busy <laughs> yeah and then i came back to it and like i said it was just like wait a second they're larping like what <laughs> is this all about and it even keeps going from there <laughs> so like yeah, right. i'm not even like breaking the tip of the iceberg on this it's yeah. a really good music video it's a fun fun story yeah, it was a good time totally worth checking out at least once watch it all the way through it keeps changing yes. just like the music does ironically yeah. you know yeah which is kind of
1: fun. It keeps you interested, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, it's multi-flavored, for <laughs>
0: sure. I feel like, let's see what we got on the notepad here. Did I talk about everything I had written down? We got that. <sighs> the new album, uh A-OK Inferno. It's available everywhere for streaming. It's, uh, I listened on Spotify. I know you can buy copies of it if you want to uh, digitally off of their website. So if you guys are mm-hmm. looking to purchase it, that's definitely a place you can do that um Great album, like I said. How many songs are on it?
1: Ten like, songs. It's just under forty minutes, I think, right around the forty minute mark. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. The the dual uh, the two lead parts in uh, Saint arson helps us get close to the forty minute mark, which I'm kind of weird about. I think I, for me, like a full album should be thirty five to forty minutes. Yeah. That feels like, which which is weird for me because the Acacia Strain. I'm a Big fan of theirs. Like, their mm. second album was, like, 28 minutes long, and eight minutes of it was just, like, weird talking at the end. So short, hardcore albums are not strangers to me, but, yeah. you know, when you're listening to a full album, you know, you know, Metallica's no stranger to 50, 60-minute, you know, albums, and Pink Floyd, all that. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's 10, 10 songs, 40 minutes. Quite the journey. Um, you got your energetic songs, your slower ones here and there, throughout, mixed in. Um, I mean, any other way, that song kind of, to me, feels like a dance, like a 70s dance song, kind of. Mm-hmm. the Like, the music especially. Nielsen does this incredible, like, walking bass line throughout it. It's like that's That was the hardest part for me on the album, like, when I had to write stuff for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, the songs are so great without me doing anything, what the hell do I do to make them better?
0: And what can I add to this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And not distract from the other great things that are happening. Yep. That was the hardest part for me, to be honest.
0: Which actually, that comes back to the best advice I I ever got. I've said this on like 15 podcasts in the last fifties, but it's a stay out of the way until it's your turn to get in the way and then get in the way. Yep. And that's like, I feel like such a weird art form to Mm -hmm. learn. And everyone does that differently, too.
1: Oh, yeah. You know? Finding that timing for what you need to do to make something better, to, you know, give the song that little spark of energy or that little extra flavor. It's, yeah. And it's easier to listen to songs, like, when they're done, like, songs that have been written already and be like, oh, they should have done this here or, you know, dive into it and be like, wow, I can't, that was a great idea to throw this in right here. Mm -hmm. It's, uh that's the beauty of music you know listening like when I listen to a song I can listen to the same song four times and hear something different you know because I always focus on you know obviously right off the bat you you hear whatever happens first like if it's an energetic uh, guitar song you're focused on the guitar the next I'll listen to the drums you know bass listen to everything separately and then just kind of drown out everything and here if there's you know any is there a cowbell in there you know something that nobody would notice you know
0: Uh, oh man first album Motley Crue there's a cowbell in every song pretty much really pretty much yeah Uh, that was like something funny I learned when I started like digging into that 80s metal when I was still in high school Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah yeah, like I I do a little bit of that too. I'm not the best at picking out certain parts. Like the drum parts are always like mind blowing to me. It's like the drummers <laughs> are just like, oh, he's he's doing this stuff, and I'm like, how can you even tell? Like, yeah, what the hell it's is that probably because do? I don't play. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm it's... not. I do, but I'm not good at it. So right. like, that's and that's not me just being like humble. I'm just not good at the drums. Right? So, like,
1: no, I completely understand.
0: But so like when people are trying to pick that stuff out, it's like my brain doesn't isolate and listen to right. that for some reason. Oh yeah,
1: no, like. Uh... Everlong. Like you brought the video up earlier it's like that hi-hat constant it's like yep. holy shit like listening to it as a guitar player i can i can tell he's busy mm-hmm. but then watching somebody play it it's like holy
0: shit yeah i'm
1: sorry that we have to play this yeah but i'm
0: glad it's you and not me buddy. yeah <laughs> you yeah.
1: can enjoy
0: could you imagine if the guitar part for that song was that busy
1: yeah which yeah it would be kind of fun i guess but uh yeah boy I mean, <laughs> yeah it just looks exhausting watching somebody play. I always feel which you know drummers when they're good they're if if they're willing to try it ever long, you know mm-hmm. songs like that they're obviously good so yeah it, it always makes me wonder is it that hard or is it just because I don't know what the hell I would have to do yeah you know? could it be
0: if we just got over that first hump of yeah. like inner you know the beginnings of right. like, learning how to drum like yeah. could we just do it then or what you know I don't yeah. know um some of it's got to be technique though too already. yeah. We talked about that earlier like learning guitar like when we first learned we were just ham fist and stuff and now mm-hmm. that we know some technique it's like oh it's easier to play this stuff yeah like i was talking to a a guy that lives in town here i saw him um at a wedding last weekend and he's like hey i started learning guitar i'm like oh, how's that going he's like well first i was like how do these people memorize where all their fingers are i'm like <laughs> looking up tabs and trying to like read sheet music and stuff and then like a few months in it just clicked like oh, this is just a bar chord they're holding, like, the whole time. And right. it's like, and he's like, after that, it was just like a light bulb went off in yeah. my head. I'm like, yeah, that's that weird, like, before you know what the direction behind the technique exactly. actually is, you're, you're like just out there ham-fisting the stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just memorizing crazy note patterns you're here. Right. I don't know what's going Nothing on. Nothing
1: makes sense. I'm just doing what they're telling me to do. Yep. And they're like, oh, shit, there is a reason for all of this. Yeah. This note goes with this note. And, I mean, music's not as complicated as it sounds to most people probably Mm -hmm. um but yeah once that light clicks it's like oh shit i've been making this far more difficult than i need to for the last decade
0: yeah that's unfortunate but you know some of that also comes down to like not having the availability to like have you know if we just had all day free we could just sit down and learn stuff forever on the guitar but you know unfortunately we all got to have jobs and do
1: stuff that's yeah that's true but very unfortunate
0: it is a nice runaway hobby to have on the side right exactly (laughs) yeah Oh, man. Well, we, we got over an hour in here. Is there anything uh, we didn't talk about that you want to talk about?
1: Boy, I'm sure I could think of something to get me going. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I'll, I'll put some links down below. I'll put the website link, the Facebook link, Instagram, and YouTube link. If you go to the YouTube channel, the music video, the new one is on there. So yeah. check it out. Um, otherwise, if if you just want a one-stop shop, the website's got everything you need as well. Yeah. There's links yep. to everything there. Yep. Band bios.
1: Listen to the whole album right there. Yeah. There's a play media player at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, you play, hit play, and it'll just keep going. do it right now.
0: No. (laughs) You don't even have to have a Spotify or anything like that crazy. You just go there and and listen. Or you can go to YouTube and watch. You can watch the music video.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. We're trying to, it's one of those things, look professional, and eventually
0: it'll you'll be professional, I think. Yeah. Fool people. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of my favorite and least favorite sayings. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. But nobody's out there faking it, really. You're actually, you're out there doing stuff. Right, we are, yeah.
1: But, you know, some bands, they just look professional so everyone thinks they are and, I mean, I'm not saying that's what we're doing, but, you know, we've definitely put in the time, and Mike's been killing. it.
0: <laughs> <That> funny bone. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hats off to Mike and everybody uh, yeah. in the band. You guys are you guys are out there killing it. I can't wait to till everything's like quote unquote back to normal and all the bands are out playing all over the place right. again. And hopefully, we'll see you around the area. Do Cross you guys? Ass, yeah. Do you guys play up north here? Do you play more in like the central Iowa area or where?
1: Jeez, at? we're all over really. A lot in the. Northwest uh Ankeny, Des Moines area, we got a show in Omaha coming up October first nice. that'll be our first trip there, um yeah, we're kinda all over to be
0: honest. It's probably like the benefit of having different people uh from different areas, you know, yep. just all over the place, yeah, so. we
1: all focus on our area and you know kind of just book there, but no we're we're trying to branch out and you know get out of the state, even you Yeah. Know, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's oh fun. Yeah, I mean, if you if you love it, it's it's the passion project, and that's just uh, going out on those trips is just it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I I love going somewhere new and playing music for somewhere new. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I feel like it takes a little bit of the pressure off too. It's like I do know these people know me. You know? Yeah, yeah, you
1: know? oh was, yeah, yeah. And going somewhere new is fun, um, but yeah, the camaraderie that you get with being in a band is. You know, it's a and it's a great way to make friends that you probably would have made eventually. You mm-hmm. know, you and I had never met until, I mean, we were both at that show. Um, Jesse Wilson, like you said, I haven't met him yet, but I'm sure someday. Uh, Scott, I know Kirkhart a little bit. Yeah, Jesse um, and
0: Scott did a song together. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> you know, all these guys were uh, kind of just meshed together. You know, just from being in this area. But yeah, it's cool seeing other people
0: mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I hope our paths cross out there yeah, sometime, you okay. know. Um, you're, not, you're from not too far away, right. so. Yeah. I mean, Fort Dodge is pretty much middle ground for both of us, yep. as it is for a lot of us, which yep. is why the scene is the way it is there, yep. so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for sitting down and joining me. Um, yeah. I to, hopefully, I'll catch one of your live shows. Sounds good. All right. We'll check you later. Yep. Hey, what I tell you? Fun episode. Fun guy. I had a good time sitting down talking with him. Hopefully I can get to see one of them live shows sometime. Uh, the of Flyers, the video they made was tons of fun, like we said in the episode. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's online. You can uh, find links to it pretty much anywhere on any other social media. All those links are down below. So check them out online, Um, there's also a link to their YouTube down below, which has the video on it. Uh, Pretty easy to find it there, so check that out while you're there, maybe hit subscribe. Um, Also maybe check out the Fond of Flyers Live, I do know they play some shows, Uh, they had one coming up last time I checked, I can't remember the day, uh, right off the top of my head, but go to their social media, check it out, it's on their Facebook page, I know that for a fact. So they're updating their social media. Uh, check them out check them out live Uh, it's got to be a good show because they just seem like such a fun band the album's really fun if you haven't heard the album it's also available on pretty much anything uh, you could stream music with so check that out on all the streaming platforms speaking of checking things out check out the audible farm podcast at audiblefarmpodcast.com just gotta say thanks for listening we do have uh, all sorts of social media the big three or four i guess you could call them Well, we got the Facebook, the Instagram, uh, Twitter, there's YouTube. Um, Those are the big ones, I guess. I do most of the work on Instagram and on Facebook. So if you want to let us know what you thought of the episode, let us know there. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. Subscribe, like, five stars, all the good stuff. You know, Um, if you haven't yet, I would uh, highly suggest doing so. And, you know, if not, that's also good. I'm glad you're here listening to this episode, and I'm glad you made it this far. Uh, Make sure you check out all the links down below the audible farm goodness um but don't forget to check out the links for josh stewart down below as well so i just want to say thanks for listening this was a fun episode i'm glad i sat down and did it this is um you know it's always one of those things where like who if i don't know the person very well it's always kind of nerve-wracking at first but we had enough uh messages back and forth online uh where i think we made it easy enough to kind of interact with each other so it was really really fun to sit down and talk with him. and hopefully it won't be the last time so thanks, Josh. Thank you guys for listening. I will check you out next week. Peace.